0: Hey everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Tingles podcast. For full versions of the songs featured on this show, please find a link in the liner notes to our Tingles episode Spotify playlist, where all the tracks are featured in order of their appearance. Welcome everybody. This is episode 10 of the Tingles. It's myself, Bob Mills, the host, along with my other host, my brother from Another Mother, Mike McDonald. Mike, how are you doing this evening?
1: I'm very good. I can't believe we made it to double digits. We made I it. I was to sure double digits. we were going to be canceled after episode one.
0: Well, the producer, uh the producer can talk to that. He's here tonight. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna give us a little bit of lowdown. But we, we've got we've got some guests on the show tonight. We've got Uh, the members of my high school band that nobody ever heard of a band called Leon's groovy cut and everybody's here and they're going to share some songs that gave them the tingles when we were making a bunch of music back in the, the late nineties, early two thousands. Mike, why don't you run us through the group and and all these rock stars?
1: Yeah. So uh, I, I tried to do a little uh, wiki search before the show, just to get a little bit more (laughs) dirt on, on you guys. And so I, 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 Looked up LGC and what I got was a biochemical uh, company from the yeah. UK. And when I looked up Leon's Groovy Cut as opposed to just LGC, I get Leon's Furniture, the brick furniture. So uh, uh, there's not a whole lot out there on on the internet about you guys. I really expected you to find a large uh, internet presence. And unfortunately, I was a little disappointed that I didn't find that out there tonight. You
0: didn't find um, our
1: geo site. <laughs> I was looking for your your swag site because I was hoping to wear one of your shirts tonight, but there was I couldn't <laughs> even find that. Never quite made <laughs> it to merch. We never Noth- really no, got no, there. No, nothing, nothing oh. on Etsy. Nothing. So, How much is a t-shirt? Come on, <laughs> thirty-five euros. I think for everyone listening, including myself, we'll I know go. Bob likes to consider himself the leader and the founder, but who is the real leader and the founder of this band?
0: I think I think we talked to uh, the producer of the show, uh, Matt Charlton. Should Matt's been a guest on the show a couple times, Matt. It's all great right. to
1: have you back. Are you excited to be back? Well, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a guy that's oozing confidence after winning two episodes, I think, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> a- yeah, You know what? This is all hat for me.
2: No, it's uh, great to be back. Yeah. It's great to be back
1: we're glad to have you so maybe what we should do is go around and, and first of all introduce all the members of the band and, yes, and maybe yeah. you can tell me a little bit about uh what your role was in the band if you were like the dj uh the fluffer um the roadie whatever your role was in the band <laughs> let's, go, let's go around and, and a a, it and get get yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you have to ask you were the fluffer uh, so let's let's go wait, around wait and, a minute and get everybody's uh kind of uh, their a little bit of their cv in, in the band and then uh, and then we'll go to matt to tell us about the band itself so let's start with our our co-host uh bob mills bob tell us a little bit about your role in leon's groovy cut
0: oh my role okay so when we first started I think there was the three of us before uh, Pat Tiani joined, who we're gonna we're gonna Oh, great! Now you gave second. it away. Who's yeah. So Pat Pat Pat's, Pat's the fourth member of the group that came along later on. Um, but when we More first of started, importance.
3: I'm number yeah. four. You're yeah. number four.
0: <laughs> I was the owner of um, an Iowa karaoke machine at my parents' house. That was sort of the center of the band, and we would sit in front of that and try and play our instruments through it. Uh, so I guess my parents were sort of like it was. Um, it was sort of central, the central station uh, for LGC in the early days when none of us knew what we were doing. And we blew a bunch of speakers doing that. And uh, I started just singing at at the beginning. I was doing a bit of singing. And then I sang for a few years um, until we kicked out multiple bass players, unkindly, I would say, because it was back in high school. And then I eventually picked up the bass and I started playing the bass and, and singing, which was incredibly difficult so you know that's why i get a bit of respect for sting you know that guy could do that pretty
4: well um
3: bob was in <laughs> a real evolving role in the band bob plugged any gaps that needed plugging <laughs> that's true any instruments that needed playing <laughs> any gear that needed purchasing it was bob it was all bob.
1: Bob, I, bob always I, delivered yeah. so he was the checkbook and the the voice and the bass player and anything else
0: yeah the checkbook i'd say would probably go to andrew because he he had he had the he had
4: the
1: money to buy a drum kit and that was probably the most (laughs) that's well that's that's very impressive so why don't we go to andrew next andrew
4: hi i'm andrew i ended up being the drummer in the band going back to what bob was talking about back at his parents place we'd be at his and his brother had a set of drums there so we were (laughs) whacking on that i eventually (laughs) convinced my parents that i needed to have a set of drums and we went from there and they picked them up and, and we went from there. So it was, it worked out well. So I became the drummer, a not very good drummer, still not a very good drummer.
0: We hired him for his looks. Keep the yeah. beat.
4: I'm, I'm more of a visual part of the band yeah you're the you're (laughs) the eye candy for the band really is that yeah like they mistake me for someone or that guy's handsome or whatever but it's not like geez did you see his fill in the third verse or whatever that's right what a hi-hat he really knows his
1: hi-hat
4: it's like that guy's handsome it's nice that he got included or whatever
1: (laughs) yeah i didn't hear how shitty the rest of the music was because he's so beautiful
4: Yeah. yeah but anyway so that was it but i had the important part I brought Pat to the band so I'd like to take credit for that
1: All right well that's you a great all might segue I forgot
4: that but I brought Pat cuz I knew Pat and I knew how talented Pat was and I brought him to the band
1: And that's a great segue into Pat There we go Patty go for it All right yeah Pat
3: Annie. I joined the band I'm not sure exactly what year it was but I, I was playing um peewee hockey with Andrew <laughs> and somehow his uh I think it was actually your mom I think it was Ellie yeah. Actually, uh, you guys were talking one day. He so said, "We need a we need a guitarist for our band," and Ellie said, "Hey, I know this guy," and the rest is history. Yeah, I play guitar in LGC, which turned into a little bit of keyboards and yeah, some other stuff, mandolin.
1: Wow. Full so uh, time producer. Now, and, yeah.
3: Yeah, and and I kind of I got the recording bug uh, a few years into playing with the band, and uh, ended up recording a few of our songs along the way. So
2: great. Yeah. And Matt, tell us about your role in the band. Uh, I started LGC to learn to play guitar and uh, started writing songs relatively quickly. It used to be in the very early days, uh, as Bob said, we were playing in the Mills basement. That was a a terrible mess. And then uh, we... (laughs) finally broke away from being able to just play along to songs on CD, made the jump to starting to write our own songs. And from there, I've always been the guitar player and sang a little bit in the later stages. of. The
1: okay. Band. So you guys had like a, like, dual lead guitars or somebody was playing a bit of rhythm somebody was playing a bit of lead a lot of noise it was the wall of noise a lot of noise wall of noise <laughs> gotta love the wall of noise
2: yeah, yeah pat was pretty much our lead guitar player i think for the first couple of weeks he was in the band i was still trying to hang on to that role but he surpassed me <laughs> yeah i don't
1: remember <laughs> I, <at> least-
3: <laughs> I think actually the first time i ever came out to jam with you guys um, which I'll talk a little bit more after my first song, but the first time I came out to jam with you guys, I think I was fed a lead guitar part by Matt. He mm-hmm. said, Here, you play this. Oh, yeah. Thought, oh, yeah. That's so what's
4: yeah. what song was that? What was that? It was
3: Transparent Me.
4: Oh, is
1: that right?
3: Yeah. The uh, the uh, intro picking part to Transparent Me. And ever since then, I, was, I guess I was a lead guitar player.
1: Why don't we get into some music and then we'll come back and talk to you guys a bit more about your um, the, the heady days of the the late '90s and early '00s, when you guys were at your prime, um, had tens of people out <laughs> shows and all Tens of, of <laughs> tens of
3: parents out. Tens of tens of parents. <laughs> Actually,
1: I I do have to say, Bob was was showing a video of you guys back. It was it was New Year's Eve. Yeah, two thousand. Yeah, at Planet Pool. At Planet Pool, and and there was a pretty decent crowd there. I mean, yeah, that one was pretty good. That was that was good. Yeah. I don't know if they were expecting you guys to be there or if they thought it was someone else or DJ. (laughs) They thought it was Slow Coaster. Slow coaster. (laughs) Probably. Yeah.
0: Probably. We used to throw a New Year's party every year and we would sell tickets and we'd make we'd sort of tell people they had to listen to our music for for a couple hours. And then we we'd pay we'd play what three sets of 45.
1: That's pretty Um, impressive, actually.
0: Which was yeah, it was a lot of music. And we did uh, and we we were probably better than I thought. Think we remember we were, and those videos yeah. have proven it. Matt's Matt's got boatloads of tapes uh dating back to our first show at Cafe La, which I was oh, hoping yeah? to actually play the clip of. Mm. Yeah, that would chanting been the the encore chanting that we had the somebody start. <laughs> yeah, uh, L yeah. G I'm going like to find that? that clip. I couldn't find it, Matt.
3: You have to in- include mm. the yeah. part where you're like, "Okay, everyone, you're on the mic, everyone." We really need an encore. So what's going to happen is we're going to leave the no, stage. No, we would never include that. if you that. cheer loud enough, then we're going to come back yeah, out.
1: Yeah. Bob it, worked. Out it worked. LGC. Come on, yeah. everybody. LGC. It totally I you look
4: around, you just, oh, my God. It's so natural. I'm like, oh, my God.
1: It's so natural. We'll cut all that part out. Uh, why don't we go through some of the influences you guys had? Why don't we start with Andrew? What do you got for us tonight to start us off? Bring it, Ace. not something sure. that. Uh, that influenced you back in the day here we go
4: sure so i i spent some time thinking about that what we were listening to at the time and it became a lot about as you guys have talked about on this show before radiohead and Britpop pop and things like that so i started thinking about that kind of stuff oasis um start from radiohead oasis blur pulp all that kind of stuff and for me when i talk about the 90s in the mid to late 90s i started listening to kind of shoegaze stuff. And I started getting into the Reed brothers, William and Jim Reed, Jesus and Mary Chain, a Scottish band, not really part of the Brip scene. They're part prior to any Britpop stuff. What I've tried to do tonight was I'm trying to stay away from the obvious stuff that we were listening to in the nineties. And I'm tried to go back to stuff that I found in the nineties and that I still listen to nowadays. I started digging back into the Jesus and Mary Chain and they've obviously got a ton of great stuff. This particular song is not from, in my opinion, one of their better albums. It's not from Honey's Dead. It's not from their first album, uh, Psycho Candy. It's a song called Sometimes Always from their third album called Stone and Dethroned. It's Jim Reed, the lead singer, and actually Hope Sandoval um, going back and forth. She's the she's the lead singer of Mazzy's Star, among other things. And uh, it's just a great song. Jesus and Mary Chain, they're known for a lot of things lots of loud guitars and fuzziness and distortion and things like that but this song kind of stands out to me as this beautiful perfect pop song and it's really short and it's perfect
0: that's a great start ace well done, thank you yeah it's, a, it's
4: just an awesome song
0: it's a great little song do you know what you get if you if you um i don't know if you guys have probably listened to the show before you get there's a vote up and a vote down did you guys hear about the vote ups and the votes down you
4: i don't know think i've ever hear? heard that
0: okay well if you if if people like it this is what you're going to hear when you feel a tear in your eye then it's okay It's okay to cry. And if they hate it.
3: What are you gonna cry now? Come on, cry (laughs)
0: baby, cry Bobby. (laughs) <laughs> so now we're going to go around the table and you're going to get a vote from everybody let's hear it well uh, Matt we already know uh, you, you just took a mouthful of rice but we'd love you to talk <laughs> we'd love
1: a couple you to things talk. to
2: say about that song hey it's perfect you couldn't have done any better Ace oh there's buddy a, good start there's a your goodbye song based on that song Ooh, well, What song? I was
3: going to point I was going to ask I didn't, it,
2: even, I didn't even know that
3: Yeah. All people I don't know in you right yeah yeah, is that it's, right uh, yeah it's got the same uh alternating male vocal to female vocal it's got the Just same two chords. driving of two course. chord yeah. for the whole
4: song yeah 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 we should of uh course. we should
3: play a clip of that maybe i might pull that up i'll pull and that up it Todd, what's your
1: what are your thoughts on that song i loved it great choice ace i'm definitely thumbs up so interestingly, I, I have somewhere in my uh, uh, one of our previous episodes, I dug out this Rubbermaid tote of of old CDs that I have that I hadn't listened to in years, and I started going through them. and And in that pile of CDs is is LGC, uh, and another one is Your Goodbye. So uh, of the the four of you, who, who was all in that band? So obviously, Matt, you were involved in that band
4: in Your Goodbye. Yeah. I was the one who was not. Okay, Ace so was
2: in
0: Ace was in Toronto
3: at that point. So
2: re- I, was,
4: I was away.
0: He was okay, pursuing
2: so. a career as a male model
1: at that point. Right. Okay. He's uh, going it was going, right, it was going right. pretty
3: well, actually. More like he was enjoying a career as a male model.
2: That's anyway. very true. <laughs>
1: I've I've listened to Jesus and Mary Chain. I haven't gone through their whole discography because obviously they've got a ton of music over the years. Um they've been around since the mid eighties, I believe, still active. And that's that is and I've also heard Maisie Star stuff before as well. I haven't heard that song before. Similar to Pat, I, I've never heard it, but it does work very well. Like almost the the opening of the song with her her vocal, right mm-hmm. away you're you're drawn into that song with her vocal. She's got such an amazing voice, and the way the two vocals, his his vocal and her vocal, play off against each other is perfect. And it's and as you guys have all said, it's a very well written pop song. It's short, so it's it's a perfect little pop song, um, tight little song. I loved it. I'm going to have to go check that one out again. That's a fun one. Ace, you've always been
0: into the you got into the shoegaze way before me. I guess I was sort of late to the game. But I've never really listened to a ton of Jesus and the Mary Chain, but every time I listen to it I'm like, yeah, this is really really good. I think yeah, it's a it's a that's a great pick. I didn't see that one coming. I just yeah. for you know, I've I've got my own picks over here and the things that, that that sort of stuck stick in my mind in terms of like where we were as a band and stuff like that. And so I think that's a that's a fun
1: selection that I, I definitely mm-hmm. do not have on my list, so that's fun to put there. So the interesting thing is, so so this song influenced your one of your goodbye songs, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when as soon as you said that, I I I totally hear the resemblance. I guess.
4: Now I'd like to hear the your goodbye song because I brought this out tonight, not knowing that at all until Matt said it. Yeah, right now, yeah, right? That's fun. That's that's, that's fun. really interesting.
0: All right, let's take a listen if you guys can't hear this uh, screen, but here we go. I think gives us gives us a taste of what, uh, yep. what was going on back there for
4: That's us. a great song, and yep. I hear the correlation a little bit. Yeah, so that, is super, that? Cool. Yeah, that is, is super
1: really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Yeah, really cool. Um, who's the female lead on that song? It's Amanda LeBlanc.
0: Yeah, who I still I think still has a solo career going. Like she's uh, oh, is that right? an actress. Yeah, yeah she's an uh, she's an actress. She's been like the lead part in a bunch of Neptune stuff as well. On mm-hmm. Oh, okay. yeah, she yeah. Seems to be doing really
3: well. Yeah, yeah. Cool. song yeah, sounds, sounds so, so good. A yeah, great voice. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah,
4: that <laughs> sounds had, so good.
3: It was great uh, recording her. I always thought she had such a phenomenal voice. And funny story, I was I was just sort of getting into recording when we recorded that song. And after she asked me, oh, you know, uh, she knew someone had a label or something. Oh, can you do a, a demo? I'm just going to play an acoustic guitar in a room and you can record me. And I did that for her. I was really excited. And uh, like a few months later, I asked her, like, oh, you know, how, like, how did that ever go with that demo? They said they really liked me, but they thought that the recording quality was terrible. They hated, <laughs> hated the sound in the room. They hated my voice so it's kind of like it's kind of like thanks for nothing and yeah that's right you know <laughs> i i don't think that i ever recorded anyone other than the people on this zoom call after that
0: that's a probably a good time to just talk about pat's role later on in lgc would start to become more like the producer he would do the recording and he took on all the hard work behind the scenes i remember i remember leaving the studio like matt and i would be like all right see you later pat and then like you know, we'd talk on the way home, and be like, oh, man, I wish Pat would just, you know, hurry up and mix that. Or I'd be saying that because I was so fucking impatient, not knowing just how long and how much effort went into any of that. But Pat was always like it always sounded really, really good. And right. um, and, and you made it sound really, really good with, you know, probably like the limited gear that we had. You had some nice gear, but, you know, back then, like that was like early 2000s. The computers yeah. were what they are now. Right. So mm. you were making it work pretty cool way. was fun
3: yeah i appreciate it it was uh it was a lot of fun i mean i all like it stemmed from loving like i loved making music with you guys so much and we always knew what we wanted it to sound like so you know stuff like gear and that was just you know a little barrier in the way of getting that sound that we wanted so and we also had a lot of free time, oh, so <laughs> endless, endless we, amounts uh, of free time. That was the you best know, part. free time, and we always were on the same page with what we wanted to hear. You know, yeah. and I think for a long time we were just making songs we wanted to listen to, and so that made it easy. Great, great, pick. Great, great start. Here we go.
0: When you feel a tear in great your eye, then it's okay. It's okay to cry.
1: You've launched us into a thumbs up Rooney. All right, here, let's keep <laughs> going. So Mike, who's good. up I next? So thumbs good. up a Palooza. Well, why don't we go with Pat next? Pat, the producer. Okay, yeah. Off Pat to Calgary. Palooza.
0: Pat in Calgary. Let's yeah.
1: See.
3: Yeah. So I picked a song. Um, I guess I'll try to put some context to it. So um, I sort of view LGC's music as having a few different phases of sounds. And when I first joined the band, I was playing guitar and we were. We were rocking out pretty good. I was trying to play solos that were well beyond my capability, as evidenced in some of the videotapes we dug <laughs> up recently. But um, And then then I feel like we entered into this phase around when we recorded delay where I was personally, I was playing a lot of slide on electric guitar with a lot of delay on the guitar. And I feel like that became my sound for many years in LGC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a very specific song that triggered all of that, and the song is called "You Are" by Built to Spill. And um, I heard this song. We were in university, Bob, and I think I was at uh, a great Canadian bagel <laughs> yes, across the street. I, I totally and,
0: remember that. that and so and
3: bad. the uh, the workers were playing this cd and i had never heard it and i heard the the end of this song when the slide starts playing like a like a five minute solo and i jumped up and i ran over and i'm like who is that who is that who is that and and she, uh, the girl said oh it's built to spill and ever the since the girl then, shazammed it yeah that was <laughs> <She's> just <laughs> a, <laughs> yeah she's just saying, Yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> this I, is what started that whole sound for no me is, is this song i was really oh, wow. really into it
0: What a great choice! I haven't, I remember that day. That's a that's a weird thing to go back to that bagel store. I couldn't help when I was listening to it. I haven't listened to a ton of Built to Spill either. The comparisons to Death Cab for Cutie too, um, which was I guess these guys started in '92. Death Cab would have been '97, but vocally as well, like just instrumentally, there's a lot of lot of.
3: Yeah, lot I can hear better. that. Yeah, yeah.
0: awesome mm-hmm. choice. Uh, I'm voting that up. I enjoyed that. And I could definitely hear some of the the influences that you pulled into your guitar later on after that. And epitaph so, a few of our big jams.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so when you were playing slide, what did you use for the slide? Did you have a football? It was a brass it was a brass metal slide.
3: Yeah, and, and we were always so tight on, on money. Like we could only afford, like, I think I had the same slide for, for years. We couldn't afford to lose I think the, so, like yeah. slides. Loose slides.
1: Yeah. You weren't throwing those into the audience, into the crowd? No, no, no. definitely not. <laughs> they would like, smash on the floor? Just yeah. the CD,
4: just the albums, not yeah. the slides, just the you Throw albums. that out that's the, I need that back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: But I, I think it was, I think it was when you got your Yamaha amp, right? You had that Yamaha amp with the pedal that when you hit it, all the, all the knobs sort of turned yeah. on own. It was like magic. Oh and that's gosh. when you, when the that's sound sort of. Yeah, it was, it was wicked. Uh, and then the sound, uh, really started to to get intense from that. It was awesome.
1: I haven't, uh, I hadn't heard that song. I'm the same as Bob. I haven't heard a lot for, from built to spill. I've, I've heard the band. I've heard some of their stuff. I hadn't heard that song. Even the drums had a lot of reverb on the drums, very like a loud drum sound percussion sound coming through on that as well. I really like that. Um, the way the vocal mixed in with it, with the instruments, um, it sort of brought the whole thing together for me, but uh, definitely lots of slide in that. In that song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's funny. It's such a great song
3: for me because I like, I I think people listen to music in different ways. I've never really been like a vocal, you know, like I love the lyrics in that song. I mean, some obviously, but like uh, I've always been all about instruments and the mm. music and there's one line in that song. Everybody knows that you are, that's it. Mm
0: yeah no there's five words there's five yeah. words in the and, entire uh, song yeah
3: and so it's perfect for me I, you know i was like not too much to think about lyrically. yeah yeah and, and a 10 minute slide solo yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> everything i love about music yeah. yeah
3: and a great and a great sound and drum kit
1: yeah, yeah well that's the good other good. thing is that the drums are fantastic in that so it's a thumbs up for me matt what are your thoughts on that one
2: I almost want to vote it down because that CD is stuck in my truck and I can't get it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's long over well, and over yeah. We're going to vote about three times today. All right? oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm a, a uh, huge fan of that song, love that band. Bob and I have actually seen <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Built to Spill live. Uh, Maddie,
0: uh, Matt, what what show was that? Was that um, that was the Flaming Lips with Built to Spill, wasn't
2: it? Uh, yeah, it was Flaming Lips, Built to Spill, and a band that was really good uh, that never really went much beyond that called Wheat. It was like a perfect uh-huh. show because Built to Spill had just released the Soft Bulletin uh and uh i think it was almost around the same time that built a spill had just released keep it like a secret and both of those records are just totally perfect and definitive of genres like they built huge followings and imitators and they sound totally different mm-hmm. but uh, both brilliant in their own way
4: andrew you're up it's going to be hard for me to give any of these guys thumbs down <laughs> just because i'm in love with all of them that's no. a no, no, scary. No, I, I, okay. I know i know that song and i love that song and the way pat described it is the reason why i'm giving it a thumbs up because i feel like there's parts of that song lgc when we were jamming in a room and not playing a song and not singing vocals that's kind of how we would jam like if there was like an extended jam and we yeah. were making something up as we were going along it would be exactly like some of the parts of that song like not only the guitar but there's there's some like organ keys in there and stuff and it just it feels very lgc and and mm-hmm. now all i can hear is pat playing that on that song anyway so <laughs> thumbs up for me
0: when you feel a tear in your eye the pressure's building then it's okay it's
4: okay to cry
0: i think i actually think i'm probably the one with the most thumbs down
4: <laughs> as long as you don't play chris isaac but oh my god yeah.
0: i him. played it the other night i was <laughs> like what what was i thinking i had 39 <laughs> other depressing songs i could have played yeah. the it's 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 the pressure man it gets to me i i hit the play button on the wrong things
1: tell me a little bit about uh the the career trajectory of lgc like in all seriousness you guys were a a pretty decent, and I would say a band with some potential back in the day.
4: A statement or a question? Based on what <laughs> I know of
1: the band, uh, my limited exposure to the band back in the day, and, and based on the, the CD, you guys were a decent, I'll say college-type band, with some potential, but here we are. LGC, you guys aren't on your 20th anniversary uh, tour. You haven't released dozens of albums to adoring fans so where, where did it all go sideways? What happened? Like, this is like the behind the music, the VH1 behind the music. What
2: I'd like to say that, you know, we're all here. We're all still really good buddies. I don't think it went sideways. I think it went pretty much <laughs> no. as well as oh, it could Maddie. go. Oh, man. That's, a, that's oh. a good
0: point. That's a good point. I, uh,
2: <laughs> I, I think in terms of like career trajectory or anything like that, I just don't think we ever really had any confidence in the things that we were good at. Mm-hmm. So we had, you know, we played great songs. There was great parts, great vocals drums everything but the as soon as we settled into something that worked for us we would hear something else that someone else said they liked and then we had to do that right away right right that was yeah. the kind of endless tail chasing that lgc did for most yeah. of our career. Yeah. it's kind of we found all these tapes as bob mentioned earlier and we've been watching them back and it's heartbreaking to see the things that we did right they were really <laughs> yeah, good yeah. Yeah. And most <laughs> of them didn't even end up on the record you know yeah, like yeah. there's this one song that we just re-recorded and We, I don't think ever played it live uh, called Wooderson and it's a great little song. We played it in a gym to a gym teacher that for some reason took an (laughs) afternoon out of his day to coach us through how to play it really well, what he liked about (laughs) it. And then we never played it again. It was a great song. Four more, so, three more, it two was more. Come on. Bed, basically, yeah. yeah. That's too yeah. good. Put that away. That's too good. Yeah. That's <laughs> too good. Yeah.
1: yeah. No one should ever hear that. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, yeah, I think we were just always too discontented at the things that mm. were at our disposal and um, yeah. we never really focused in on, uh, you know, the things that made us an interesting band.
3: Yeah. Also, I think like radio had destroyed us in a lot of ways. Totally. Yes. We can uh, blame them for a lot of things.
4: <laughs> we're, prob- we're probably not the only ones
3: yeah yeah probably
0: not. I mean there was, but radiohead definitely I think was of all the bands like we would we would gravitate toward you know the band of the week and then we would go and we'd write a song that was pretty good and pretty close and we'd pull a lot of influences from that song, but then Radiohead came along and and all of a sudden everything probably had to be much smarter and and more complicated than
3: yeah every. <laughs> Every song had to reinvent LGC the way that OK Computer reinvented Radiohead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which mm-hmm. sounds amazing to say about our high school band, but that's where <laughs> our heads were at. I think. Yeah, yeah. it, it yeah. totally was. I mean, like probably
4: um, not what you want to do.
0: No, Ace, Ace and I went up in grade eleven uh, before one of our chemistry exams, and like that, the thing we did was, hey, let's go up and pick up OK
4: Computer. Remember the beating on the window, waiting yeah. for the guy to open it. I remember that. (laughs) And
0: we got it, and it was just like it's so dark and moody. And so that was the trajectory in terms of our sound went from, like, being a pretty, like, rocking, upbeat band to sort of we pull in these dark spaces. And then almost like we were trying to level it out, we'd have, you know, poppier songs, but they weren't into the rock genre. They were more, like, in the space of, like, Travis or, you know, acoustic sort of Mm. rock. Like, it just – it just all sort of went into these funny areas. And I think Matt said it too, like in terms of confidence, we didn't have a lot of confidence in ourselves in terms of going out in the community and, and being part of it. Matt, you probably know every artist in Canada now, but back then we were scared to meet one of them. We would play our shows and we would sink into our own little space. And then we would, we'd wait for some record labeled to yeah. come find yeah. us yeah. in Halifax. Yeah, right. and, and, and we now.
3: talk about this a lot that, on that note, how, if we played a show and there wasn't like a record label exact there that signed us on the spot, we would <laughs> yeah. like say that, well, those songs are garbage. Yeah. You know, no, no, and no. Totally. You know, exactly. we have to write, we have to write of three sets. We have to write two new ones cause those are all
2: crap. We're not yeah. famous. Yeah. Yet. Absolutely. Yeah. It was totally <laughs> driven by the results of that yeah. one performance.
1: That's the psyche of somebody who's 17, 18, 19. You have such yeah. a limited view of the world. Yeah. yeah and unless, unless you're extremely self self-confident or, just serendipity someone happens to hear you that totally believes in what you're doing and and really pushes you it's it's easy to fall into that trap for sure yeah Mm -hmm. that's a really good
4: point
3: just finished saying a lot of negative things about lgc it was always so much fun playing music with these guys and making music I mean, I would look forward to it. If we were jamming that day, it's all I'd think about that day. <laughs> if we yeah. had a show coming up, that's all I'd think about until we played <laughs> yeah. the show. The shows themselves were so much fun. It's interesting how that took a big pause for all of us for I don't know how many years now. Kind of embarrassed to say, but we've picked it back up and re-recording so mm-hmm. many songs. And it's still like that uh, that love of making music with these guys is still there. So to me, that's
1: mm-hmm. the real trajectory. Well, let's, we'll come back to the breakup story. Let's get, let's get on to Matt's music. I, I want to keep everybody in suspense.
2: So this one, I don't think is going to be any surprise, but I think it's just imperative to play. Uh, it's got to be Billy Joel.
1: The <laughs> yeah. str- really? stranger.
2: <laughs> I just fucking hate this show so much.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was finishing high school and I had no plans uh, what to do because the band hadn't made me mm-hmm. famous. And that was my only plan. Uh, I went out to visit uh, my Uncle Spencer in California, and uh, I think it was 18 at this point. So he was going to show me, take me to some film schools, uh, just kind of like, you know, widen my horizons. And we were driving all over the place. I still can't believe he did this. It was the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. He took like a week off of work and he was driving me from San Francisco to LA and all these different places, introducing me to people at film studios that he worked with. He took me to whoever the company was that made Ants. I think it was DreamWorks. He took me into that the animation room when they were working on that movie, and they were showing me all the early uh, character sketches, and it just was the coolest thing ever. As it goes at that time, I was 98, um, you only listen to CDs in cars. So he ran out really quickly, and uh, we grabbed a stack of CMJ sampler CDs, which a little later in my life became really huge for discovering music. I learned a lot about great bands that I never would have heard of from those. So we were listening to one of them and then the song came on that probably had more impact on me than any piece of art I've ever come across in my life before or after. And it was a song by a band, the band that I didn't think was cool. They had a hit, uh, out before called I got a girl and I wasn't a big fan. It just seemed like one of those Columbia House alternative bands where they would make <laughs> the artwork look a certain way so you would lick the stamp and set it in. They'd make some money. But then this song Sonic Bloom by Tripping Daisy came on, and I don't even know what it was. <laughs> Listening back to it, uh, there's nothing that's really gigantically outstanding about it. But I listened to it and I made them repeat it, and then. I just think I was kind of like at a loss of what was happening, and he went to bed that night. And I remember waking up like two o'clock in the morning, and I was just overcome by the need to hear that song again. I stuck, to, I snuck down to his garage and fan, like rummaged around the house to find his keys and turn the car on and just sat there and listened to sonic bloom over and over and over again and every time just in this state of shock of like what this song was doing to me like the idea of the tingles this is kind of ground zero for me huh. um and even you know prepping for this episode i put it on again for the first time in a while and uh, it still has the same effect. Like it's just an incredibly beautiful song. It's weird. It's fun. It's lighthearted. It's uh, it's an amazing, it's an amazing tune. tim Otter, well done. This is uh, Sonic Bloom by Tripping Daisy. Otter. gotta say i think one of my favorite things about that song is uh it's all just a series of parts i don't know if there's really a set chorus Mm. but when he's singing like rushing through my electrical phase i found a place to hide when you're away there's these rhythm beats and it feels like they're hanging on a little longer each time there's just this like zoom it just builds tension every yeah. time i just mm. love it and then when i get yeah. the kind of choral part at the end that's mm. when i that's when i get the tingles guys
0: yeah mm. i've been running to that for like every i think we brought it up on one of our lgc uh date nights recently in in covid times <laughs> and i have been listening to that <laughs> fucking straight ever yeah. since it's a great song it's got to be like maybe top 10. I love to steal your songs, Matt, but this is great
3: right song. <laughs> it's really, it's an addictive song. I find I, I hear something new every time I listen to that song. Yeah. Totally. And, um, and I did even like the fact that it's streaming right now, I heard something new, like some keys in the back that I had never even noticed before. And I think you've talked about that song for a long time, Matt, in the history of LGC and all of your songwriting had some form of the spirit of that song in it. Like, I can hear little bits of, like, stuff you would do, even the the rhythm guitar, the way the rhythm guitar is played reminds me a lot of how you play rhythm guitar. It's a pretty neat song.
2: That's really interesting because that's one that has been so fundamental to me, and I never felt like I did a good – I've tried to copy it over and over again, but (laughs) it's just so weird and beyond me why I love it. I don't think – I personally never felt like I got out an appropriate facsimile of that one in the way I would have liked to. It's nice Andrew, to hear that. It's in what there. do you think? Just
4: a no-brainer. We've been talking about that as a band for a long time. That yeah. song—it's that's an easy thumbs up for me.
0: Robert. Oh, man, I gave it a thumbs up a long time ago. I think I remember you playing that in your your big green room, Matt, at your parents' place. Yeah, that's right. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's
2: so good. (laughs) I stole the CMJ sampler from my uncle and (laughs) took it home. As you should have. We used to talk about why we were
4: used to wonder why that band never got bigger than they were. Because they had what was the song called? Matt that you mentioned that was a, a hip hop. Uh, I before got that? a girl. Yeah, was which was big. which is a good yeah. song, but it was like it was like a, a pop song that would be on the radio. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you have they can write a song like that. And then the question was I was like, well, where's the rest of it? And
2: I don't think they had anything else after that at all. Like. Yeah, yeah. No, that record it was so great the whole way through. And it was like they had this big epiphany of like not doing kind of generic stuff that would be popular in the time and mm. just made this record of like 13, 14 songs that are all just guitar insanity. Yeah, obviously, it was a total failure. Yeah, <laughs> did, <laughs> did not do well. Here we, here we
4: are again talking about a band that is being influenced and it's to the detriment of what they're yeah. putting out, right? Yeah, right. for sure. Right. Like, you should be writing whatever you're writing as a band, or if something is good, just go with it. But how yeah. many bands were out there sitting around, Oh, well, we can't do that because that's already been done or yeah. Uh, yeah. listen yeah. to them. We got to go that. How many bands were like that? Oh, yeah. and, and how For much sure. of it is the
1: influence of their, the, the record company or, of
4: course, yeah. their, their, yeah.
1: their manager or the A&R guy, like saying, um, you know what? Like that, you got a girl that that's, that was a hit. Like we need more of that more of yeah. and, and yeah. less of this other stuff that's, that maybe would have given them a, a, a longer legacy. Maybe yeah. looking back on it, it, it may have given them more longevity as opposed to trying to do what everybody else is doing at the same time. And, and yeah. that's what the sense that I got from the band, because it was one of those bands, like you mentioned right off the top, Matt, that you hear that song. And it's like, oh, I've heard this like a thousand times. Yeah, it's going to be popular on the radio for a period of time. The video will probably be good for it. but there's no staying power with something like that for Mm -hmm. me and for a lot of people. And so it probably, you know, you move on to the next flavor of the month, which was probably in sync and the Backstreet Boys were coming along shortly after (laughs) that. So people probably moved on to that kind of (laughs) stuff. Um, and the, and, the, and the older fans of their music, like people that were a little bit older were moving on to, to something maybe more mature. So you, you know you, you grab onto that low-hanging fruit and then it, it's gone. But that is a good song. Mm-hmm. there's you know I, I'm into that sort of we've talked about this in many episodes, like that sort of um, wall of sound like there's just so much going on in that sound song. I'd almost like to hear a remastered version of that song. Uh, I'm not sure if it's just the, the, the recording that we that we heard, but it's a little bit muddy. There's a a lot going on, but it's almost a little bit muddy, the sound in the background. So if they were able to remaster that and clean it up a little bit, there's so much happening. Like even you're talking about, like Pat mentioned, little things every time you hear it that you sort of catch your ear. And the the backing vocals, I'd like to be able to hear her backing vocals a little bit more clearly in in that song. Um, It's a thumbs up for me. I really enjoyed that song. Yeah, it was excellent. Here we go, Bernie.
0: When you feel a tear in your eyes then it's okay it's okay to cry. We had spent a lot of time recording a song in Matt's green basement in his parents' house uh on a old 8 track recorder it was an MD8 it was a <laughs> Yamaha MD? Um, and we had spent a lot of time recording this song called Raccoon in the Kerosene and Raccoon of the Kerosene's probably, I would say, has similar structure and vibe to what we just heard from tripping Daisy. It's got it's just got parts uh, and they all go together and they're really fun. So we finished the recording essentially and we t- we took it out. I'm like literally doing what I'm doing now. I'm sitting at Matt's desk, the md8s on the in front of me. And I take out the MD8 to put it on the desk to put in the next one, like I know what I'm doing because I don't. <laughs> I shouldn't be fucking doing. it. Yeah, that. they
3: were mini discs, right? So Sony, Sony yeah, mini discs. discs Sony yeah. mini
0: discs. And I'm not the right person to be doing it. Pat should have never let me near any recording equipment from this day on. Um, anyways, I lean back in my chair. Everybody's behind me, like we're about to listen to the next thing. Lean back in my chair, like being a cool guy, right? And then lean forward, and just hear this little crunch. <laughs> and look down and somehow the mini disc is now under the chair leg of um, how
4: does that happen it, it doesn't it shouldn't happen it seems impossible crazy. i don't
0: i don't understand it and we lost that recording so we never uh got a <laughs> lost bat.
1: recording it man. was
0: but it, and, and back then we had eight tracks so we had to like record the drums bounce them down do like a stereo mix on those and that became one track and then record the next thing bounce it down and like it just it was a laborious job. And this thing was layered, layered yeah. in guitars. It's so, a big
2: song, yeah. <laughs> it, it is a big song. So that, that's
0: probably leading me to where the song <laughs> yeah, yeah, now. Um The guitars that Pat and Matt did early on, we did a ton of octaves. They were always like dueling octaves. It was in Raccoon the Kerosene. It was in a couple other songs. And it sort of became this like sound of... I would say maybe when we were almost at our best, like when we were really like honing in and we've since uncovered (laughs) that where we were really strong and um, it was rock. Like we were a pretty rocking band and it was fun and Raccoon the Kerosene sort of pushed that, uh, pushed that really forward. So the song I'm going to play is by a, a Canadian band and they, I can't remember when this came out, um, they had a big album after this album, but there was a song that I re- always remember, like the guitars in this were sort of what we were doing. And I was like, this is really cool because we we, we were still at a point where we we're like trying to figure out how the fuck to play our instruments. I'm just a singer. So I'm standing in the front, like, <laughs> being like I hope these guys can play some cool shit. And this is sort of like around this time when this song came out, I remember being like, this sort of sounds like this. This is pretty cool. Right. People like this. They're going to like us. And I get to sing in front of this, so I was really excited about that. Anyways, the song I'm gonna play is a song called Even Grable by Treble Charger. At that point, I, man. Yeah, oh,
3: I definitely cool. had Treble Charger on the list too.
4: Yeah, yeah. Mercury Smile by any chance? I
3: Mercury had Friend smile.
4: of Mine. Friend <laughs> of Mine was super catchy. That was a good song. Yeah.
0: was fun to listen to it's weird yeah. it's weird how much the guitar tones and stuff like that sound like the lgc almost yeah like, i feel like i heard some of those parts it was like we made mm. that part right that's our fucking part is it not like, yeah it feels like that, that <laughs> i think you
3: really nailed it on your your intro to that one i uh, i totally agree yeah and i and i think there's um like that and probably a lot of weezer songs too yes. i'm realizing now we're like that big doubled guitar and also the feedback throughout the song. That was like that yeah. was like a big I remember mm. realizing you can do that. Like you don't need to well we just don't need to clean this up. We can just make awesome noises. Mm. And who cares? Who well, who cares Let's yeah. sing
1: it over you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like yeah, make no, no, that was it was great. I would
2: remember that as the the like rant because rant, 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 that riff was so fascinating to me. I couldn't understand how they did it. But there's really beautiful uh yeah, vocals in that song all the way yeah. through. It was really nice harmonies. It's uh, really well done. All I
4: can think about is you and me, Matt, in your bedroom, playing
2: that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Imagine Honestly, what that sounded like. Imagine I can, how bad I that sounded I can sound actually...
4: Is. I've got a bad memory. I can see you stepping on your distortion pedal at that part in the song. Like, I can <laughs> see it happening. And I me mean, just... Beating the fuck out of a <laughs> shitty symbol, and like I, I have fond memories of that because that was the one of the first times that you and I probably did a song by ourselves in yeah. your house or whatever. Totally, that's so
2: funny. Yeah, yeah, I remember having a lot of fun with that one.
0: I think it's worth it's worthwhile. Uh, just playing a couple clips from. LGC, just because it is—it's it's such a. This is a really interesting Fancy, study. Yeah, so um, let's ra- let's I'm, hear
1: how this influences LGC. This is <laughs> Raccoon and the Kerosene from the
0: Delay Sessions, which we recorded in two thousand two. Uh... high intensity right oh. there so those are fun to go back to and be like hey that song originated with yeah, travel awesome. charger yeah uh, and those kind of guitars
3: i think but, uh, it, the cracked disc lived on the wall of your room for a long time matt maybe even made yeah, it into yeah. a studio on the wall it was always a reminder like
2: it's like a hunting trophy what could have
3: been <laughs>
0: Don't fuck around with the MD8. Don't let Bob near anything. Yeah, that's (laughs) right. Still traumatized by that. I remember being like later on in life, being in studios and like, just jam spaces being like fuck just just feeling super nervous that i was gonna break or
1: sit on something
0: and it was all because of that moment it was just like it still haunts me to this day that that was such a tragic ending to they, they used to do that
1: thing where they would bring like that wrecked car to like your high school and park it put it in the parking lot and be like don't drink and drive or wear a seatbelt yeah, this is totally mangled car it'd be like you know and <laughs> that's good up in the studio. Like don't, yeah. don't, if you don't know what you're doing, don't touch this thing. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, this could be your master recording. That's I right. see it yeah. in my sleep. This I could be your million seller. Well, I, I have to say, because as I said at the top, I, I was never a big treble charger. I did like American psycho. I forgot that they did that song, um, no, which, good, which yeah. I actually liked that song. Um, some of their other stuff I, I just didn't dig at the time, but I think it was just me being sort of at the time anyway, like kind of pretentious around music, just saying, well, if unless there was something that grabbed me about the song I would, I, or, or about the band itself, uh, I would sort of poo-poo them a little bit. And, and these guys were one where I just said, no, I, I, other than that, maybe that one song I, I did just didn't get into them at all, but I did like that song. And when you play that in relation to the stuff that you guys did as LGC, you can really see the influence of that music on what you guys were doing at the time. For that reason, and that reason alone, Bob, I'm going to give you a thumbs up on that one. <laughs> oh, oh, man. All right. Bob, not Whoa, what yet. a relief. That was oh, a boof. Boof. I Oof. got ferns so can bad. Deep, when uh, you
0: feel a tear in your eye, I'll take it I then give it to it's him. okay. You <laughs> <it's laughs> should quit okay now. okay to cry. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm ahead. Oh my! Actually, you know what? I was even before I, I hit play on that. I was searching through Pinkerton to try to remember the weird song.
3: <laughs> oh, nice! Like El Scorcho, and there was another one. Yeah, um, I had El Scorcho on the list here. Too. El
2: Scorcho. Yeah, yeah. And tired think, of sex was a big. Tired of one. sex. Tired, tired of sex. Yeah, yeah. It's a great song. Yeah, I had that on the list. Yeah. I can't remember how that (laughs) one. It's
0: It's
3: super super heavy. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: If you've made it to the end of this podcast, that would suggest you've enjoyed it, which is awesome. Please do us a solid and review it or share it with your music buddies and anyone who may be interested in a lighthearted review of some of the songs that have impacted so many over the years. Until next time, keep tingling.